On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Bringing the Juice podcast. I am your host, as always, Cody Felger, your other host, Derek Larger, joining me. Derek, the NFL draft's coming closer and closer. Welcome back to our second look at the positions in the draft. And today, we're going to look at the wide receiver. Uh, Yesterday, we looked at the quarterbacks and running backs, and today we're going to look at the wide receivers. And Derek, there's lots of guys that can fit the mold here for the Colts. It's their biggest position of need arguably on the team, but no doubt the offense. So there's a lots and lots of guys that we could look at. And we kind of wanted to do it, not just based off of all of the prospects, but kind of looking at the prospects we think will be available when the Colts pick, presumably in the second round and also uh, later on in the draft. And so Derek, I think you have the first prospect here. So take it away, my man. Yep, I absolutely will. And I'll just say also for disclaimer there's a lot more prospects. Obviously we know that we've mentioned that this is the biggest wide receiver class that there has been in a while and a lot more guys that we're not going to cover in this list, but we're just talking guys that, you know, have been spoken about quite a bit and some other guys that are not on this list. We maybe have already talked about a lot, so we're just not wanting to repeat ourselves. So first guy that we're going to mention is Jalen Rager from TCU Height of 5'11", 205 pounds, with about 31.4-inch arms, 9.5-inch hands, with a reported 40 time of a 4.45, which actually many people said that at his pro day actually ran a uh, 4.3 or potentially lower. So take that at face value, whatever you want, but he certainly got a decent 40 time. Uh, In 2019, Rager notched 43 catches for 611 yards and five touchdowns. Also provided a lot of big plays as a punt returner. Uh, That could mean some competition between Naheem Hines and Rager for punts uh, this next season if Rager is to come to the Colts. So, obviously, Rager's just a special talent when it comes to his speed. His get-up off the line is incredible. Uh, Just burns corners. And he just gets open all the time. Uh, And obviously, the the stats don't really blow you away when you look at it. But, I mean, you have to think also about who the quarterback is that's been throwing it to him. Uh, It's certainly not Phillip Rivers. And it's not really been a a great combination for Rager. Um, A lot of people have actually mentioned how the uh, he actually has some of the more uh higher higher drop rating when you look at some of the top end wide receivers out there well i'll also mention that on percentage of throws that were thrown to him it, he's had some of the worst qb th- uh ratings when the ball's been thrown to him so it, either the ball's on 
him or he's just or it's just uh, the quarterback having difficulty getting it to him. So obviously Rager, you, you can throw it whichever way you want to when you're looking at the numbers. But when you look at the play, it's different. I mean, this guy's a home run hitter, just like Paris Campbell. And just like Frank Reich said about Paris Campbell, he's a threat to score every time he touches the ball. Just gets amazingly, uh, he's, he's just amazing in the open field. Kind of reminds you of the Deshaun Jackson or uh, Marquise Brown, guys like that, that just once they get the ball in their hands, they're explosive. And even when they don't, just burning people uh, when they get there. So Jalen Rager, many say is a late first round, early second round guy. I'm all aboard the Jalen Rager hype for uh, him coming to the Colts. Cody, what do you think about that? Yeah, I like him a lot. He's a guy that, you know, when a lot of people have been talking about and mocking some receivers to the Colts, lots of people think, and myself included, the Colts need to get some big body receivers. Jalen Rager, he's not a small guy. I mean, he's 5'11", so he's got decent size. He's about Paris Campbell's height there. Um He's a guy, yeah, like you mentioned, he's he's very – I feel like he's similar to Campbell in a lot of ways because he, he's a burner. He's really, really fast. I would say he's better at running routes. I feel like he's better at – just has a better route tree at this point than Campbell coming out. Um, he's, a, he's a guy that, you know, we've mentioned for years and years, it seems like the Colts don't have guys that can potentially, you know, make plays after the catch. And he's a guy that has tremendous rackability. Um, he's the type of guy that'll make guys miss in the open field. Um, when you get the ball into his hands, you mentioned it, Derek, he is a playmaker. Um, he's a guy that's very smart as a football player. Um, and you know, with presumably the Colts offense going to be going to be a vertical type of offense, this fits very well into what Frank Reich and this offense wants to do. I guess my question is you kind of got a guy like that in Paris Campbell. Do you want to add another guy? I mean, great speed and, and all that stuff. You need more explosion on your offense, but you know, do you feel like you already have a guy in Paris Campbell that you have that speed and you want to get more of a possession type of receiver? But I mean, personally for me, I would not be opposed if the Colts got him. I think he's a really, really good player, adds another level to your offense in terms of playmaking ability. You know, you throw in T.Y. Hilton, who we know he's been injured, but when he's healthy, he's one of the fastest and most explosive receivers in the league. Uh, Paris Campbell, one of the fastest receivers in the league. And then Naheem Hines, one of the fastest running backs in the league. Um, so just adding more and more speed. I'm ter- I'm certainly on board with this guy. He's he's not, you know, when you think of fast receivers, sometimes I think I, I, can, I know I can do this. I typically think of a kind of smaller type of receivers, but he's a he's not like small. Like you mentioned, he's 200 pounds. He's a big he's not a small receiver by any means. But, you know, he's a guy that's that's tough. Um and I think he's just a guy that I would like to see on the Colts, but I think the question is, do the Colts feel like they need to get more of a big possession type of receiver? But yeah, overall, if you're making me choose, I like Rieger quite a bit. Um, and then the next guy on our list here can look at a guy that I had in my first mock draft, the Colts picking, and that's T Higgins. Speaking of big body receivers, he's 6'4", 216, 34.13 arms, uh, 9.25, excuse me, hands, uh, projected to be potentially a late first, early second rounder. Last year, he had 59 catches for 1,167 yards, 13 touchdowns. He's a t- type of receiver that I think Phillip Rivers would love in this offense. He's tall, he's long, he's a red zone weapon, which I know Phillip Rivers has had success with some of those guys 
with the Chargers and Mike Williams, Vincent Jackson, some of those type of guys. Um, he's a guy that, you know, you can throw the ball at 50-50 type of ball like Philip Rivers likes to do, and he can come down with it. He, he's just a very dangerous red zone threat. Um, you kind of think, you know, it's kind of a term, a volleyball type of receiver where he can go up and get the ball. Um, you know, and, and, and you know, I, I think that certainly if he's not taken in the first round, he certainly could be a pick there in the second round. The Colts have two second round picks, 34 and 44. He could be a guy that could be there for the Colts, and he could be a pretty good complement to T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell. Uh, he definitely would be the biggest receiver on the Colts and just give this Colts offense uh, something they haven't had in a long, long time, and that's a big, dominant uh, possession red zone receiver. So um, I like him a lot. Um, you know, I think some people are lower on him, but I'm kind of just of the mindset of get, give Philip Rivers some weapons, up some guys that you've seen that he likes that kind of body type. But uh, Derek, what do you think about him about uh, T Higgins? Yeah, just kind of look, stay away from the stats for a minute. It's hard to kind of look at a stat from a, from a college that had three or four guys on that offense that could have gone pro this year. And when you have Trevor Lawrence throwing you the football, he, Trevor Lawrence is going to spread it out. Obviously, those numbers are a little different when it comes to, you know, how he spreads the ball around. But like you said, you just got to take it at face value. When you're 6'4 and you're 215 pounds, you're that big. You're obviously going to be a red zone guy. And you're going to be a guy that's going to be able to make those catches over corners. Just what do you – here's the issue that everyone has is just, one, do you trust his durability? He's had some – He's had some injury problems before, uh, and that could be a concern. He's dealt with a lot of different hurts. I think in that Ohio State game, he actually went out of the game, if I'm not mistaken, at least three times in that game because he just kept re-aggravating injuries of some kind. I don't know how, but he can't, He would go in and come back out a few plays later, come back, go back in and come back out a few plays later because he just – couldn't stay on the field, but, and then you have to look at that 40 time. Obviously it's a four five, not too great, obviously, but I don't necessarily think Mike Williams 40 time was necessarily that great either. And I think Mike Williams is actually like right around the same size. So, I mean, if you can just kind of get away from the 40 time and just take T Higgins for what he is, it's just a big body guy that ca- that can catch. I mean, obviously, that's a good choice, and especially for a quarterback like Phillip Rivers. Uh, if they want to get him in the second round, I would love it if they could get him with the 44th. I don't necessarily want to get him with the 34th, but uh, 44th, I'm all in on it. All right, so here's a guy who a lot of people mm-hmm. said is going to be taken 34 by the Indianapolis Colts. I can't remember who it was that actually has – I think Vegas odds actually have this guy to be – the favorite for the Colts uh, at 34, and that's Denzel Mims from Baylor, uh, 6'2", 205. I think he's actually 6'3", but we'll go with that. Uh, 33, almost 33 and a half inch arms, uh, 9.25 inch hands, 40 time at around a 4'4". This guy is definitely a good sized wide receiver, a guy that, you know, can go up and get it. He had 66 catches for over 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns in 2019. Uh, he had a pretty decent senior bowl. And obviously with that 40 time, it really uh, 
turns a lot of heads. Uh, I mean, obviously, there are teams that were grading him on day three, but I mean, I don't understand how when you're looking at a guy like this. Um, I mean, because he's been a solid wide receiver over the last two years. I mean, even as a junior, he made, he had 55 catches for 800 yards and eight scores. I mean, he was even better as a sophomore. He actually uh, had 61 catches for 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. I mean, he's got tr- good size. I mean, 6'2 is good size, 205 pounds, so he's not small. That arm length of almost 33 and a half inches, that's, <laughs> that's impressive. I mean, that's... That that's almost as long as uh almost as long as T Higgins and Higgins has him by about two inches so that that's quite impressive so when you're looking at a Denzel Mims you're seeing what he can do at face value you're getting a guy that is going to be a good size wide receiver is fast uh, he's got good length to him in his arms this definitely seems like a very good option for the Colts at 34 taking Denzel Mims so I'm all in what are you thinking about it Cody yeah he he is my favorite guy there at 34 for the Colts unless randomly one of those quarterbacks fall I mean out of all the wide receivers that I think are most likely going to be available I know in my mock I said Justin Jefferson but honestly he's probably not going to be available that was just my dream scenario but if you know Denzel Mims some people are even saying he's a first round pick he may not last it's kind of crazy that some people are saying day three guys. Some people are saying first round pick. So I'm going to say second round pick. Um, he's I love him uh, a lot, and he's six three, like you mentioned. So he's like only an inch shorter than T Higgins, but I feel like he's a type of guy that also does some things a little bit better than T Higgins. I mean, I feel like he's a guy that he's got a super super impressive catch radius. Um, he's a great at you know you look at just some of the stuff that you know like you mentioned T. Higgins Clemson um I mean he wasn't playing with a quarterback even close uh to 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 the level of Lawrence but you know he's a guy that on inaccurate throws he can he does a great th- great way to kind of help alleviate that if you will um he's a guy that is really good at um contested catches which we know and we've talked about even with your guy who we won't talk about Tyler Johnson Denzel Mims are really good at that as well at the contested catches, you know, and we know similar with T Higgins, how Phillip rivers loves to give his guys chances. And that that's really a strength here of Mims. Um, he's a guy that, you know, is not as great as Jalen Rigger in terms of, you know, rack and, and, you know, receiving after the catch type of thing, but he's, he's not bad. He's, he's a good, he's good and he's strong. Um, and I think he's just a guy that that's really good as well with the vertical passing offense that the Colts will presumably run with rivers. So I like him a lot and he's also faster um, than he's going to be a faster guy than, than T Higgins, which I like a lot, especially for if you're giving up an inch, but you're that much faster. I like him a lot. I think he's a guy also that fits the check mark of what the Colts are looking for in terms of toughness. He's a guy that's very tough. Um, and, you know, one thing that I think is a little bit underrated, but something that the Colts really value is his blocking ability, um, run blocking ability. And I think he's really solid at that as well. So if he's there at 34, I would hope that the Colts would highly, highly consider taking Denzel Mims. I'm really a big fan of his game after I've just kind of been reading up about him and watching some of his highlights. I like Denzel Mims quite a lot. And then the next guy, one of my guys, being a Notre Dame fan, 
some people have projected him as actually a tight end, but he's uh, Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame, six foot four, two thirty eight. So he's very big for a receiver. He's he's by far the biggest receiver we've looked at so far. Um, arm length thirty three in one point one three inches. Um, hand size ten. So he's got pretty big hands. Um, forty time, you know, a little bit slower than Nims, four point four two, but not slow. Uh, projected potentially first to second round pick. Um, 2019, he had a pretty good year, 66 catches, 1,037 yards, 13 touchdowns. Um, mentioned you know yards after the catch. He he w- did a really good job there. Um, big receiver as well. Um, he he's tough. He's dangerous when he gets the ball in his hands. Um, you know he's a guy that I thought during the Senior Bowl had a really good week. Um, he's a guy that you know. He does, you know, one knock maybe on him is he doesn't play at the speed, but, uh, but his 40 certainly kind of helped him with, with that speed. But, um, yeah, in 2018, he also, you know, he had 50 catches, 639 yards. So he's been consistent 50 plus catches with Notre Dame. Um, he's a guy that, uh, that, you know, has kind of been bogged down a little bit, especially with Brandon Wimbush as his quarterback for a while. Um, but you know, with getting Ian book as a quarterback, it's helped him tremendously. And so he's the guy that consistently year after year has gotten better in terms of his stats. And I feel like he's just the type of player that I would really like. And it would be interesting to see some people have like people who cover the draft for a living have honestly had com- and talked about, would it make sense to move him to tight end? And we know the Colts need a tight end there. Um, it would just would be an interesting – it's an interesting thought when I hear people say that. But, Derek, what are your thoughts here on Chase Claypool? My my first thoughts when I saw Chase Claypool is like, are you kidding me? 6'4", 240 pounds, and can run a 4'4"? I mean, that's incredible. A guy that size should not be able to run like that. Yeah. It's insane yeah. – just how amazing it was. I mean, when people saw him at the combine, you're right. That 40 time that put him on notice that put him on notice. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just like, wow, a guy that's that size can run that fast makes you think like, what the heck is everyone else doing? That weighs two two Oh five. Why are they not running this, this 40 time? I mean, chase Claypool, yeah. you know, is a, a phenomenal freak when it comes to athleticism you mentioned the stats. I mean, it is absolutely impressive this last year. Um, a guy that, you know, can definitely make the big play. Uh, I think they said, you know, consistency wise for him is uh, a little bit of an issue last season, you know, with some of the drops and everything, but uh, every receiver kind of has that at time to time. And I mean, when we talk about, you know, when you're not playing at that speed, I mean, that kind of makes it, that stinks to hear that because it's like, you know, it, it makes you think he's got that potential in him. Why hasn't that been unlocked? You know, it's like mm-hmm. if you're not playing to that speed, then we need to see that. We need to see you play to that speed. So right. hopefully it, it, whoever gets him can get that instinct in him to play faster. And hopefully that just makes it go even further because, I mean, the, 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 the intangibles of this kid is incredible. And then you mix in the 40 time with the rest of his combine numbers that he had. I mean, Chase Claypool is a, is a second round uh, wide receiver. No question in my book. No question about it. All right. Now we're going to move on to another wide receiver here. Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. 
He comes in at 5'11", 200 pounds, 33-inch arms. I think they said, yeah, that's the same uh, arm length as Chase Claypool, which is very interesting. Uh, 10-inch hands. So, again, arms and hands are definitely abnormal for his size. And then runs a 4'5 flat. Uh, Ayuk was a – is actually – some have questioned him being in the first round potentially, but most conclude he's going to be a second rounder. Uh, had a really good uh, senior year last year for Arizona State. Had 65 catches for nearly 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, he was mainly the big play guy, you know, and, he, and obviously he saw a huge jump in production from his junior year to his senior year where he had 20 more catches in his senior year and nearly tripled his yards, which is quite crazy, and then nearly tripled his touchdowns. So even Todd McShay had uh, Ayuk as a first round pick and multiple mock drafts that he's done. So it goes to show you what the national media thinks about Brandon Ayuk. But then again, we can't necessarily think too much about the national media because did you see earlier today, Cody, that uh, one CBS sports article that didn't even mention Kenny Moore when talking about the secondary so silly. And they it's funny because they act like the Colts have no slot guys, and they literally have Kenny Moore, the best slot corner in the league, arguably, yep. and they signed DJ Carey. So they I mean, arguably, literally two I mean, solid is. guys. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He is the best. You have the best slot corner in football on your team, and yet they don't even mention his name. I mean, it's and Kenny Moore saw it. He obviously saw it, and he said, I'm not going to pay it any attention. Uh, I am quite positive that, uh, whoever made that article is definitely going to, uh, have a nice little, uh, word with their boss, uh, tomorrow morning for sure. Uh, anyway, let's go back <laughs> to Ayuk here. Um, so yeah, obviously we talked about, it could be a late first round or early second. Uh, he obviously couldn't participate in a senior ball and because of an injury that he had, uh, He's actually was a lot shorter than what most predict, uh, projected him at. Uh, he was actually shorter when they measured him, but nonetheless had a good combine performance. Uh, obviously the number, the, the intangible speak for himself. Yes. He's only five eleven and 200 pounds, but again, the arms and the hands are really long for somebody his size. 40 time is pretty decent. Uh, and the way he plays, he's definitely a big playmaker. I would love to see Ayuk in there. Uh, that would be absolutely phenomenal to me. But uh, yeah, go ahead, Cody. With uh, what do you think about Ayuk? Yeah, I like him a lot um, simply because he's a guy that's going to stretch that defense. Um, he also has some potential at returner, which we know Naheem Hines obviously played really well at the end of the year. But you know, even potentially kick returner. I know Zach Pascal was kind of handling that role, but just getting some more options back there for you. I like that. Um, he's a guy that is very like hard to tackle sometimes. Uh, he's a guy that I think he's, you know, like you mentioned, he's not, he's about five eleven, six foot. So he's not the tallest receiver in the world, but I feel like he makes up for it just with how elusive he is and how good he is after the catch. And he's a guy that, um, you know, maybe maybe some of the things that would be some question marks would be kind of contested catches um, and stuff like that. But, you know, I think he he did really well. 
Um, out of Arizona State, I think he's a guy that, you know, in the second round could be potentially a fit for the Colts um, a lot. But, you know, it's a guy that I'm like, I don't know if I want him at 34 either. It's kind of similar to T. Higgins in the way where I'm like, if you can get him at 44, I would take that. But, you know, 34, I'm not 100% sold on. But, but yeah, I like I like Ayuk. You know, that being said, I like him a lot. I think he's a guy that could fit well into this Colts offense. Just get them more playmakers for Phillip Rivers. So I like Brandon Ayuk quite a bit. Um, all right, so moving on here. KJ Hamler, I know the guy that you mocked to the Colts, Derek. He's the the smaller guy here. He's only 5'9, 178, um, arm length, 30.75, hands, 9.38. Um, you know, the projected 40 time 4.40. Uh, he's probably gonna be a guy that's a little bit later in the draft. Maybe, you know, I know he's projected anywhere from second round to fourth round. He's a guy that's a big play, similar to Ayuk. He's just smaller. Kind of think, kind of gives me T.Y. Hilton vibes in that way, where he's fast, he's not overly tall, he's not going to out jump anybody. But you know, in 2019, he had a pretty good year. He kept, he caught 56 passes, 904 yards, and eight touchdowns. Um, and in 2018, he had 42 catches, 754 yards, and five touchdowns. He also had a, t- a rushing touchdown as well. Um, he's just a guy that projects potentially as a deep threat receiver to kind of stretch those defenses. Uh, he kind of reminds me, like I said, T.Y. Hilton, maybe some Deshaun Jackson in him a little bit. Uh, but I, mean, I like him. I like him a lot, and especially you got to consider T.Y. Hilton's, you know, he's up there in age now. He's he's 30, so uh, potentially looking at getting kind of a clone of T.Y. Hilton, if you will, um, especially if you can get him maybe in the third or fourth round. I, I certainly like K.J. Hamler a lot. Derek, what are your thoughts here on Hamler? I'm going to, I'm going to say something that my uh, high school football coach would always say to the wide receiver group. And uh, I feel like this can really uh, seem fitting for KJ Hamler's sake. Here we go. Use your damn hands, son. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's what I want to say about that. Uh, Hamler has (laughs) a very uh, unique way of catching the football Uh, I think he's actually one of those guys that, you know, for as talented as he is, just uses his body more and his chest more times than not to catch a ball, especially when he's contested. Uh, He just likes to use that body. And sometimes it works. Most of the time it doesn't. Uh, Actually, (laughs) actually, I've seen a couple of highlight clips of people putting out that uh, KJ Hamler's taking a few footballs to the face mask on catches going up for it. Um, which kind of stinks because, you know, even at five, nine, he definitely can jump. I've seen him get up for balls and everything, but what you know is, is what you're going to get with KJ when immediately, when he comes into your system as a guy, that's still going to learn to have to use his hands, uh, more efficiently in every aspect. But Again, that's something that I think you can work on. It's just something that, you know, he's going to have to just every day just catch 200 balls just with his hands, not using his body, just using his hands. And that's ultimately what he's going to have to do. But when you look at what Hamler can be, obviously speed demon, a 4-4, 40 time. Uh, He's just a big play guy. He can burn anyone. He's got great agility. Um, and his his knack for finding the football is definitely really good. 
Uh, he, he's had a, a couple decent games against Ohio State, not going to lie. Uh, and <laughs> I would know because, you know, Penn State always tries to make it out that they're Ohio State's rival. But, uh, you know, I would I would argue against them. But then again, they're uh, they're more of a threat to us than Michigan. But, you know, that's not a discussion we're going to make. But anyway, uh, KJ Hamler. Yeah, it, it, he's a raw talent that still needs help with the fundamentals of catching, which kind of just sounds weird for a guy that's a second or fourth round pick. Uh, but again, you, you get somebody that's very athletic, uh, very good instincts. I, I like what I see with KJ. Just again, probably not somebody that the Colts should look heavily at, uh, if you got, especially if you got some other guys here. Uh, and here's one that a lot of people are saying anywhere from second to third, uh, and especially as of recently, and that is Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver from USC at 6'3", 215 pounds, arms at 32.5, and, and then 9.13 hands. So his hands are actually smaller than most guys, which is kind of weird to think about for somebody that height. Uh, 40 time is a 4.52. Uh, Pittman just it was phenomenal last year for USC. Had 101 catches for 1,275 yards and 11 touchdowns. I mean, they, they, they say that he's majorly a third round pick projection just because of that speed, but I don't necessarily think that makes him go low into the third round. I honestly don't think so. Uh, had a slow start to the senior bowl week, uh, because you know, he had an injury early. Um, but at the combine had a solid 40, especially for a guy that's, you know, six, three, that's incredible. Um, you know, it's one of those things. He's had a lot of different head coaches, had a lot of different quarterbacks throwing the ball to him. But one thing you saw from this last year, I mean, 101 catches, that is incredible. That is a lot of receptions. I mean, this dude was almost getting 10 catches a game. I mean, that's incredible to think about that. Um, it, it's He's a guy that can definitely go up and get it. He's got a decent, uh, he's got decent arms, uh, at six, three, two twenty. That's phenomenal. And somebody that can go up and get the ball. That's what, uh, would go great in this system for the Colts. Uh, I I'm all aboard Michael Pittman at some point, second or even third round. If you think he can get him there, uh, Cody, what do you think? Yeah. He's a guy that I like a lot. I feel like I don't want to keep like rehashing, but you know, he's a good red zone threat. He, he's a guy that is six, like you said, he's six four, two nineteen, bigger receiver. Um, he's a guy that has good hands, which I think is great. He has to if he caught one hundred and one balls last year. Um, he's a guy that I think will be, you know, just a good weapon. Could be a good weapon for Philip Rivers, and maybe a guy you don't have to spend a second round pick on. Maybe you could get him in the third round. Um, but you know he's a he's a guy that he's going to have to develop and figure out how to win off of press coverage um, a little bit more. And uh, you know he's he's good. I think one thing that that he's really good at is he's a good route runner, and I think that'll be huge for the Colts. And, and I know that was kind of a maybe a knock on Paris Campbell last year coming out of Ohio State, but that won't be a concern here with Pittman. He's a guy that you know senior, so he he, he kind of fits the mold into what Chris Ballard is looking for. He's a guy that has been very productive at a high level. And uh, I'm personally good with drafting him there in the third round. So I like him quite a good, quite a lot simply because of the size and the production there. 
the next guy on our list, uh, a guy that we were actually talking about off air a little bit, I believe, um, and that's LaVisca Chenault. He's a guy that uh, I believe he was projected to potentially be a top 10 pick um, early on, and then he just kind of dropped. There's been question marks kind of, is he even a first-rounder now? Uh, but 2019, he had 52 catches for 721 yards, four touchdowns. And it was, a, I think, a reason why he kind of fell was because it was a frustrating year for Chanel in a lot of ways. Um, he obviously dealt with some inconsistent quarterback play, which I think factored into that. Um, had some injuries there. Um, so there, you know, there's just some, some reasons behind that, but you know, he's a guy that, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that, that has had, that had to deal with that at Colorado, just some, some different factors there. Um, but you know, in those limited opportunities, I think this is something where you see Chanel from Chanel, he made some big and impactful plays in those limited opportunities. Um, but one thing that, people will have to consider here for sure is the medical report. I mean, it's going to be huge for his draft stock um, because he, you know, he had a core muscle surgery after the combine, which is obviously something that teams are going to have to continue to monitor and see, you know, is he worth taking that risk on? Um, and also, you know, one of the, another thing, some teams after the, after the combine said some interviews with Chanel weren't the greatest. Um, and as a result, you know, even though he's superbly talented, all those factors could contribute into him potentially sliding out of the first round. And that means he could potentially be there for the Colts 34, 44, you know, who knows how far he could slide, but potentially could be a day two guy there. Um, what are your thoughts here, Derek, beyond what I've said about Chanel? Yeah. When you just kind of look at you know, the intangibles being six foot one, nearly 230 pounds of muscle, about 32 inch arms, nine inch hands, and obviously the 40 time isn't that great, but I think most people said he actually plays faster than what the numbers say. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those guys that, you know, just looks beyond what the numbers are. And obviously when you're, you're playing at Colorado, it, the Colorado quarterback situation hadn't been great the last few years. So yeah, it does make sense that, you know, his numbers were deflated at times, but I, I, I like what I see in LaVisca for, you know, uh, athletic wise, uh, whether or not, you know, what people said when it comes to his, uh, his interviews and stuff, uh, whether he had one of those interviews with the Colts that were bad, who knows? Um, For all we know, it just could have been another team that had issues. But uh, if he turns out to be a guy that I think that, you know, the Colts want to take that chance on, then you could, but I don't necessarily think I would go for LaVisca if we're seeing all these issues being brought to light. That's just me, though. All right. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's a wide receiver that a lot of people haven't really mentioned, you know, for a, a couple different reasons, and we'll kind of talk about that here and now. So we have here Colin Johnson, wide receiver from Texas, uh, and I looked at this guy because when you look at intangibles' sake, I mean, the the intangibles are absolutely there. Um, And it won't get into why he's such a low slipper here. The 6'5", 220 pounds, 33-inch arms, 9-inch hands, ran a 4.55. I mean, he's projected to be a third, fourth-round pick. Uh, Johnson had 38 receptions for 560 yards, three touchdowns in 2019. Missed a lot of uh, the season due to a hamstring injury. 
Uh, he's basically, you know, what you're going to get him as is a long linear receiver who has some athleticism. Uh, he actually does have a really good uh, attribute of being able to sink his hips. And that's not necessarily something that you see a lot from a guy that's 6'5". You know, I mean, Calvin Johnson was a 6'5", 6'6 guy. But, I mean, Calvin Johnson wasn't able to dip his hips like that. I don't necessarily think. Um, I mean, But, you know, the weird thing is, though, being 6'5", he actually wasn't that great at playing jump balls, which is really odd for somebody that's, you know, easily taller than any cornerback that he's ever going to face. Um, and you know, his movements are really good. Uh, but, but he still has some issues with tracking the ball. Um, and you know, he struggles again to get off of, uh, press coverage. So what you're basically getting on this guy is somebody who is a finesse player. You're getting somebody who again, just needs work on just about everything in mechanics for the wide receiver game but he has the intangibles to do something. I mean, it's kind of like what we said about, you know, we talked about James Morgan in the quarterback session, James Morgan, you know, numbers and oftentimes the, uh, the, the play doesn't always reflect what he can be. Uh, you just kind of look at his, uh, you just kind of look at their intangibles, what they what they're gifted with physically and what can you make into that? I mean, basically, Colin Johnson's same thing. He's prospect. Um, obviously, not worth uh, the time, in my opinion, for the Colts to do if you're having to put that much time and effort into a guy like Colin Johnson, especially for a guy like Phillip Rivers who likes to let it rip and let receivers go get it. If you have difficulty searching for the ball, then might not be very great to uh, not me may not be very much help for Philip Rivers in that offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another thing that I was looking at his hand size, that, that could be an issue as well. It's only 8.75. Um, and so you kind of even can see it on film a little bit. Um, sometimes he'll let, let some of those, you know, catches slip through his fingers. Um, and as a big body receiver, um, you know, it's just like, that's just one of his limitations there. You know, he's not going to be a guy that gives you a lot of yards after the catch. I mean, he's just a bigger guy. He's six, five, probably six, about six, 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 five. So he's a big receiver, but as a result, you sacrifice kind of some of that receiving yards after the catch. Um, and you know, for a guy that size, I feel like you want more probably from the vertical receiving game. He doesn't offer you a ton about that. Um, and you know, he's not like slow, but he's not, you know, going to break the top off, off of a defense, but certainly the size is appealing. Like you mentioned, six, six, two twenty, uh, a big guy there, you know, like if you get him a little bit later, I, I would be fine with it, but yeah, probably sitting there second round, maybe even third round. I don't know. Um, but he certainly got the size and the, to be a good red zone threat for the Colts. And so he's definitely a guy that's interesting on my radar. And, uh, so, yeah, that's kind of my take there on Colin Johnson. And now I'll move over here to another wide receiver, Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson, he's a guy um, – I really like his name, Van Jefferson. That's a cool name. Uh, guy, wide receiver out of Florida. Um, he's 6'1", 200 pounds. Uh, he's got arms 32.75, hands uh, 9.13. Um, you know, 40 time wasn't – Terrific 4.55. Uh, 
probably going to be more of a third mid-round pick, third to fifth round, fifth round there. Um, with Florida, he had 49 catches, 657 yards, six touchdowns. Um, but I think the thing that maybe boosted him a little bit was he had a good senior bowl week of practice, um, really helped himself a lot. He kind of showed some polished route running and some good hands and kind of a more gritty, I guess you could say style of play. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a guy that's probably going to be a backup caliber type of receiver. Um, but he also brings us a value on special teams, which is a big deal. Um, a good gunner probably on some punts and stuff, but you know, an injury kept him from working out the combine. So that could be another factor as well. Um, yeah. And so 2018, he, he had 35 catches, 503 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, he has decent size and quickness and hands and route running. Um, what are your thoughts here, Derek on Van Jefferson? When you look at his intangibles, pretty decent at everything, you know, six, one, 200 pounds, you know, almost 33 inch arms, nine inch hands, um, you know, a four, five, five, 40 time, not amazing, but it's not terrible by any stretch. But yeah, you, you saw when you look at the, when you looked in the senior bowl, right. You saw those one-on-ones that he had. I mean, Van Jefferson was one of the few names that kept getting brought up every five minutes at the senior bowl. Cause I mean, outside of KJ Hill and uh, I think a few others, I mean, Van Jefferson just looked like a man on a mission playing in the one-on-ones. I mean, he was just able to create space so well, a uh, very agile, very good footwork, a uh, very good route runner. So that route running ability certainly makes up for that uh, speed. So uh, Van Jefferson, again, yeah, if you can get him third, fourth round, I wouldn't mind a shot at Van Jefferson because, you know, it's definitely worth the shot. But yeah, like you said, that injury, uh, it, some say that you never know how uh, how bad that one is. So we, we'll have to just see whether or not the Colts, again, think it's worth the risk on that. All right, let's move on to... Uh, a guy that uh, some people talked about after the combine, not necessarily for his season performance, but just by his numbers, um, Donovan Peoples Jones. So we have a six foot two, 210 pound wide receiver, 33 and a half inch arms, over 10 inch hands, had a four, four, eight, 40 time. Uh, he was definitely, he was actually one of the t- more higher top recruit wide receivers coming out of high school. Uh, but he just never really turned into that star that people thought that he was going to be. Um, I remember going into the 20, uh, I think into the 2017 or 2018 season, Michigan fans and even the national media were saying Donovan peoples Jones, look out. Uh, this could be the next guy, but you know, he had 34 receptions for 438 yards and six touchdowns. But obviously, was she at Patterson and the quarterbacks that they've had at the helm? Doesn't surprise me that some of his numbers kind of stunk. Uh, and I mean, here's the thing: Donovan Peoples-Jones has a very bad drop problem. I think in the uh, in the Ohio State game last season, had three or four drops in that game. He had just as many drops as he had catches. So you can't afford to have that happen. Uh, not, I don't care how good your, uh, intangibles are. I don't care how fast or how athletic you are. If you're not able to catch the ball consistently, 
you're not going to be able to fit on an NFL roster unless you develop that. I mean, his combine performance is why people are giving him such a, a, a decent rating because of just everything that you see from him athletically and physically. But I just don't trust his game, and this is not an Ohio State homer coming out of me. I don't necessarily like that Donovan Peoples-Jones has a drop problem. We already have that issue in Indianapolis. Okay, we don't need it anymore. So Donovan Jones, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is a no for me. What do you think, Cody? Yeah, it depends really where you get him. I mean, some people are high on him, but, I mean, if he's going as high as some people are saying, yeah, I probably would pass on him. But, you know, he's a guy that I think, unfortunately, we know the drop problem, but he also played with pretty erratic quarterback play, which I think is a factor that we have to consider. Uh, A guy that, you know, I think, what if he gets if he gets coached up a little bit, he could maybe turn into a pretty good receiver for you. But you mentioned the wide receiver or, or the wide receivers with the Colts. I've experienced a lot of drop problems recently. And so do you want to get another guy like that who who struggles with that? But it's not like he has bad hands. It just I think it maybe is just um, there's just other factors there um, where he, does, you know, maybe needs to figure out how to secure the catch. Like you said, use his hands a little bit more instead of those body type of catches. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of just like, I feel like he's got the size and the, the, you know, some of the attributes that you're looking for in a good NFL receiver. But, you know, there's also some factors, and there's a reason why he's probably not going to go as high as some people were proclaiming a few years ago, you know. So, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on him. I'm probably going to lean probably more towards no because I think he's probably going to go before I would prefer to take him at. So probably a no there for me as well. Uh, next guy here for us is another wide receiver, KJ Hill. He's six foot, 196 uh, out of Ohio State. So you know him, Derek, pretty well. Um, he's got 29-inch arms, so a little bit shorter arms, 9-inch hands, 40-time, 4.60. Uh, probably fourth to sixth round we're, we're guessing here. So late, late pick, mid to late pick. Um, he had 57 catches last year for Ohio state, 636 yards, 10 touchdowns. Uh, he was very clutch last year for Ohio state in a lot of ways. He showed some good hands, some good route running, um, some good yards after the catch ability and also some quickness. Um, he's a very polished receiver who I think could play both the slot inside or outside for an NFL team. Um, he, I think at the senior bowl, he had a pretty solid week of practice overall, but Mm -hmm. at the combine, he didn't have great numbers. Um, but you know, you go back to, uh, the game against Oregon state, right. Um, in 2018 and, uh, you know, he came out with that huge touchdown. Um, and he, he also, you know, he just made some plays throughout that year, um, he had 70 catches, 885 yards, six touchdowns. He was solid and dependable. Um, and, you know, he's just a guy that um, I feel like could could potentially project to be one of those, you know, low risk, high reward type of players. Yep. Um, just a solid receiver that could give you some, some much needed just safety net for your quarterback. And that's just yep. something the Colts have not had. Um, what are your thoughts here, Derek? You probably know a lot more about KJ Hill than I do. What are your thoughts on him? Absolutely. I know a lot about this guy. Um, I can, I know Colts fans. I know I hear you type hear you in your heads about ready to type 
not another Ohio State player. I get that. But here's the th- here's the issue that I have. KJ Hill has played in some very for him very unfortunate circumstances because of the situations of he has he shifted from Urban Meyer to Ryan Day, right? He's played alongside some very good uh wide receiver combos at Ohio State over the last 2 years. He played in 2018 alongside Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, and Johnny Dixon, one of the best uh, combos in Ohio State history in terms of statistics that we've seen from wide receiver groups. And then last season, played alongside Chris Olave, who might end up being the number one wide receiver in, in the draft next year. Garrett Wilson, who is the Number one wide receiver coming out of high school last year. uh, Had a very good freshman campaign. Was playing alongside Austin Mack and Benjamin Victor. And even despite all of this, despite so many great wide receivers playing from Ohio State, KJ Hill has the most receptions in a career in Ohio State history. Let that sink in for a second. For a guy that's six foot tall, not even 200 pounds, it has shorter arms and small hands, doesn't have a tremendous 40 time, and is not amazingly gifted athletically, has the most receptions in Ohio State history. Think of how many great wide receivers have come out of Ohio State in, in past years. Yeah, Chris Carter. You had Anthony Gonzalez. You had Ted Ginn Jr. It's Antonio Holmes. You had other guys recently, but no one has done what KJ Hill does. He doesn't play like what the numbers tell you. Do not let the numbers fool you. Do not let the 40 time and his jumping and all this stuff fool you. He has never had an issue with catching the ball. He has a very good route running. Like it's, uh, Cody said, he has great after-the-catch ability, even though he does not have great speed. He's quick. He's got great agility. I know the, the, the speed and everything else doesn't uh, pop off to you. But when you look at the way this kid plays, he is just an all-around wide receiver. You can put him anywhere. You can put him in anything, and he'll catch the ball for you. That's just the player that he is. Just go back and watch film, folks. There's a lot of it out there, and he there's a lot of great plays from K.J. Hill. If K.J. Hill falls to the fourth or fifth round and the Colts are fortunate enough to go for him, he will make you regret ever saying that an Ohio State player is not worth drafting if you're the Indianapolis Colts. Just telling you all that right now. Ooh. All right, last wide receiver here that we have listed and who we're going to talk about today another wide receiver in the big 10 and as quintez cephas a six foot one 202 pounds 32 inch arms nine inch hands a 40 time of 473 again not necessarily um the greatest of 40 times but quintez in a in a offensive system that was not necessarily built for uh not necessarily built for a passing option. And we obviously know Wisconsin loves to run the football. Obviously the stats aren't necessarily amazing, but had 59 receptions for a hunt for 901 yards and seven touchdowns. Um, 
but and obviously had a, a broken leg in 2017, which stinks. Um, actually, there is a story to tell when you're talking about um, when you're talking about Cephas's past, and this is one where you know it can turn some people off, and understandably so. Uh, Cephas was uh, taken out of the Wisconsin football program because he was being uh, he was being charged with uh, sexual assault from sometime in 2018. Uh, he was acquitted at trial before being reinstated back into the football team. So, you know, that's, again, another thing that, you know, people might turn you off by that. Um, you know, some people said had issues with the Bobby Okariki thing, but only thing is, is the police, again, did not uh, could not get any evidence to prove Okariki did it. So, and Okariki was straight up about it with the Colts. So that's why, again, they liked that he was straightforward with them. Who knows how that's going to influence Quintez Cephas. But one thing that I can say, um, there there was one guy in this draft that said Quintez was the hardest receiver that he had to guard all season long. Do you know what corner that was in this draft, Cody? Do you know remember who that was? I don't remember, but I'm going to guess. Is that Odu- Okuda? Jeffrey Okuda? Yes, it was Okuda. Okuda went on TV and on live TV and said, Cephas was the hardest wide receiver I had to guard all year. I mean, and that's a, that's a, that's a nice compliment coming from the easy number one corner in the draft this year. So if that gives you any kind of indication, another guy that, you know, you just kind of don't look at the numbers, just think of what he could uh, bring to your team in terms of route running. Cause he did definitely get the uh, better of, Okuda a few times uh this last year so what do you think Cody yeah uh he's a good guy good route runner similar to KJ Hill um he's a guy that I think has tremendous footwork which is huge um he's a guy that has good hands I like his hands a lot I think he he's a guy that can pluck the ball out of the air pretty well um you know he's a guy like you mentioned he was in the Wisconsin system which is a really run first system and so he didn't probably get if you put him in another system where there's more of a focus, if you will, on the passing offense. He'd probably have a lot better numbers, but you know he still had decent numbers. Um, he's a guy, you know, he's very. I feel like he's a very polished guy. Um, he's he's a good guy in terms of vertical game, which works well with Frank Reich. Um, he's better, I would say, on the deep routes in terms of longer speed and tor- as opposed to you know short in cut you know, those type of speeds. Um, he's a guy that, you know, like I said, like maybe he's a guy that you can get a little bit later for a good value pick. Um, and you know, stats, stats are good, but stats are often misleading. And I feel like that could be the case here with him. Um, he's a guy that he's a, he's a tough guy, good receiver. Um, he's good. Like I said, good, good at route running, which I think is big. Um, but like you said, one of the red flags is that 2018 season where he faced those sexual assault allegations. Um, and I think he could be a guy that um, he can play outside. He can play slot. He can do a lot of good things for you. He's not short, but he's not. He's six foot one. He's got decent size for a wide receiver. Uh, yeah, I would like him, especially if you can get him for a value pick there. But yeah, I think that does it, Derek, here for for all of our look at the wide receiver group, 
I hope you guys like this one. I'm looking right now. We, we're over an hour. So I uh, hope you guys just love this content. That's what we're trying to pump out right now. Just good content for you guys uh, to just consume because we know a lot of you are stuck at home, not able to really do much except just listen to podcasts, read about, you know, your favorite team. And that's what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. Give you as much Colts content as we can from the time from Thursday, this Thursday until the next Thursday. That's what we're trying to do. Yep. So, yeah, for Derek and myself, I think that does it for this podcast. Thank you guys so much for all your support and all your love for our content and our channel. It's been a tremendous journey alongside of you guys to be able to see how this channel has really exploded over these last few weeks. And uh, hopefully that'll happen again here with all this content we're going to pump out. But for Derek and myself, thank you guys so much. And as always, go Colts.